Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready? Prepare for blastoff. Victory of Starfighters, my name is Carlin Jones, and this is a Starfighter full movie podcast. And today we are going to be watching a very classic movie, or at least people tell me it's classic, Miss Congeniality. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Before the podcast, my special guest today, Nora and I were just discussing on how I don't, I don't think either of us know how to pronounce this title. I say it's Miss Congeniality. 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 I don't know. I say it just too fast. But I swear, like, people, you just say Miss Cunt and they just know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. Well, this is a special episode because, one, this is, like, literally your favorite movie, one of your favorite movies of all time. Yes, I would definitely say that this makes it into, like, my top five list of favorite movies of all time. Right. And it is a Sandra Bullock movie. And we were watching this on Sandra Bullock's birthday, which makes it mm-hmm. uber special. Yes. And she is one of my favorite actresses, too. It's funny you say that because this movie is on my list for movies I literally do not care for. Or you can pretty much put any movie that Sandra Bullock is in that I just do not care to watch. Don't get me wrong. We were we were talking about this like the night that you were watching um, the proposal. She mm-hmm. is one of those actresses that like she had like all of her characters are basically like the same, right? Like I, I like I will admit that like, um, yeah. like in the the newest movie that she played like the Lost City, it's very similar to the same character that she played in the Heat, um, which is <laughs> very similar to like this one, um, even. Even Ocean's Eight, even though I love her in that movie, I love that movie in general too. Ocean's um, Eight, what a forgettable Ocean... movie! <laughs> no, it was so good. I actually just watched it um, the other day. My mom wanted to watch it, so we watched it again. But there's just something about her that, like, even the proposal, like, it's very similar. Like, she has a very similar like style, um, but she gets away with it, and it just works for her. And I and I love it. I I don't know what it is about her. I I love watching her i've like i don't think i've seen every single one of her movies because there's a lot of her older movies that i have not seen but like i've seen majority of her movies Hmm. i want to say i've seen majority of her well have i maybe i haven't because obviously what was it the other day i just watched or the other week i just watched that sci-fi movie that i just posted on there um Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know why I'm blanking. I can't even remember the, the title of it. But it was that. I just watched The Proposal, and now I'm on this really weird Sandra Bullock binge where I'm trying to figure out why... I feel like it's mostly women, so I'm trying to figure out why women mostly gravitate towards Sandra Bullock as being like this all-time great actress. Mm. I mean, I could see why you wouldn't care to watch this movie in particular because I would say that this is definitely more of a... Like, I don't want to say chick flick. Well, I love chick flicks. I love chick flicks. I live for the chick flicks and romantic comedies. That's my genre. I know it is. I I know, but this isn't... I wouldn't wouldn't classify this as a rom-com. Would I? I don't think it is either. I know. I mean, of course, there's a a love story. There's a freaking love story in every single movie. But, like, (laughs) this is honestly more of, like, a... I'd say this is just more on the comedy side than than the romance. 
Okay. Well, I actually have a saying for mm-hmm. movies that are written by more than three people because this movie is written by uh, three people. Um, I always say that if a movie is written by three people or more, the movie is automatically going to be trash. Has there a movie that was written by three people and wasn't trash? Um, no, not that I can recall. Not yet? Not yet. Not, <laughs> not, not that I can recall. Just because I know you, I'm going to tell you that this is not going to be the movie to, <laughs> to um, counter what? your theory. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, well, of course that, but... <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I just want to watch a fun movie, okay? I'm I'm going into this with no expectations. I'm just going to really be watching Sandra Bullock to what she adds to this film. If anything, I'm going to pretend that I'm the director. I wrote this movie, and everyone in Hollywood is saying, you need to get Sandra Bullock to play this role. She is phenomenal. I'm like, okay, let's see what she can do with this role, and we'll see. I almost just think that... Uh, from the grace luck of God, her she somehow got a name in Hollywood just from just attaching herself to other people's project and somehow people just gravitated towards that and now she's like a can't do any wrong type of actress. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So we'll see. Yeah. So Starfighters, we are going to start this movie and this is miscongeniality. Um or however you pronounce it. Uh, I have no idea where this is streaming. Uh, maybe Hulu? In Canada, I could tell you it's nowhere. Okay. Yeah. In Cantitas is, is absolutely nowhere. But maybe in America is somewhere. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I actually... You know, this is weird. Miscongeniality mm-hmm. 2 is on HBO Max. But the first oh. one is not. <laughs> I'm going to put this out there. I think I've seen the second one maybe like once. And this was like a bazillion years ago. I've never seen it again because it, I, I just can't. The first one is gold. The second one is trash. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, wherever you can find it, watch it along with us. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, follow the time code above. And if you're on any platform where you listen to podcasts, just listen to our voice. Listen to Nora's beautiful voice as she guides you through the Sandra Bullet classic. <laughs> And my chewing of my popcorn. Yeah, in your popcorn. Popcorn pretzels. So we're going to start this movie in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I'm so excited. <clears throat> I told you I was out there in L.A. a few months ago at that lot, the Warner Brothers lot. You went to LA a few months ago. Yeah, around in May, my my brother was getting uh, married. He proposed to his his uh, girlfriend. Oh, that's nice. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it was um, it was quite the trip. <laughs> but yeah, I went out to their 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 movie studios a lot. It was kind of like a tour type thing for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My dad threw it together because obviously, like, I work in film. He's like, "Oh, I think you would like this." I'm like, "All right, cool." And it's, it was so weird. So weird. In what sense? Well, first off, you know, Warner Brothers has their hands in nearly almost any classic movie you can think of just from the sheer how old it is 
like from mm-hmm. Casablanca to the Harry Potter movies to all that mm-hmm. stuff. They have some pretty cool stuff to show you, but I feel like all of that that you see kind of neglect neglects itself because there's so many homeless people by. Mm. I went to the the Warner Brother Harry Potter studio, you know, when I went in England. That's right. That's in London. That's in London. Well, it's actually it's actually almost like an hour and a half outside of London. It's in like a really small town and even it's outside of that cuz like it's a very secluded. It's like a huge like building. It's not huge as in like tall. It's just really long. And like there's like massive parking lots. It's like gated. It's like this whole thing and both times that I went to the thing, they've like changed um the outside of the studio and even in the inside like they've added a lot more. And recently when I got back, why do I feel I like that's us in elementary school? Definitely not. <laughs> You um, assaulted me. But yes, go ahead. No, no, no. As soon as I got back, because they were doing some renovations in the middle of the like the studio, and I was wondering if they were adding another set or they were just fixing the building, right? It, you couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Came back. Literally a week later, they revealed that they added another set. So now I have an excuse to go back to England so I could see the new sets. Okay, so obviously that opening scene with the little girl kind of shows her kind of sticking up for the little man, the little people in the world, Mm -hmm. and in her not feeling appreciative over it. That's my guess. And that she's a badass. Well, okay, what makes her a badass? Didn't she punch him back? Hmm. Hmm. Badass. So a badass qualifies as something as someone who can, or maybe maybe, okay maybe badass. Sometimes I always get confused when people are like, "Oh, this such and such character is such a strong character." And I'm like, "Hmm, what makes them strong?" They're like, "They can fight. They can handle people twice their size." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I would. I would describe that as a well. Well, I mean, it just depends. I mean, I'm sure you can get this Sandra Bullock character who can like handle a gun, beat up guys twice her size, say it's a strong character. But I can also look at another female character like uh, what's her face from Confessions of a Shopaholic, where she goes on this amazing journey and her character is super feminine. And I would consider her a strong character because she's so confident in herself. I think it just really depends on what context you're using the word strong character. Like, are you using it physically because she could beat up somebody or again, <laughs> physically? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like it depends on the context. Like I need the full sentence, you know, I didn't know she produced this.
So I can tell you that he's like choking, but he's not dying right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if they can make a noise, it's better to not touch them, not to any, not do anything to them. How is he armed? There's a gun in the back of his pocket. Then get the gun. He's not good enough for that. <laughs> well, if he wasn't going to jail now, he is. <laughs> if he wasn't going to jail before, he is now. Hmm. So you know how much I love, like, love Mamma Mia. You said Mamma Mia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before Mamma Mia, um, actually, I'll wait till the scene comes and I'll tell you the story. It's not really a story, but there's, like, an added reason as to why I love this movie so much. I'll wait. Oh, did they sing that song? Yeah. That's right. During the pageant. See, I've seen this as a kid, but I do not remember anything. There's like so, just flashes. Yeah, Barely so, any flashes. Yeah, so like obviously this movie came out before Mamma Mia did. And I've seen this movie like a hundred times before I saw Mamma Mia. And that scene where they're like showing them in the pageant and like the Dancing Queen songs there. But it's mm -hmm. like it's one of my favorites because just that song itself just puts me in such a good mood, and I literally bolt it on the like top of my lungs. Like I love that song. Yeah, Abbott's so, classic. It is, and it was from this movie when I whenever I ended up watching it that I ended up listening to Abba a little bit more. Downloading yeah, you shouldn't music. have. What the fuck's wrong with her? Yeah. So and then. Then also, like, when Mamma Mia came out, Mamma Mia being another one of my, like, all-time faves, I just love how there's, like, that added little bit of ABBA in this movie, too. Just makes me love it even more. Mm -hmm. Even just for, like, two minutes. This reminds me of the Star Trek show that I'm watching called Star Trek A Strange New World. Um, uh, it's, I don't know how familiar you are with Star Trek, but... Zero. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's Star Trek, the Federation, which is like the organization they all work for. It's like a military thing, right? But yet everyone on the show has like no. They act like the chain of command doesn't exist, which is very frustrating to watch because that's not what Star Trek is about. And I feel that resembles what I'm seeing now. Sandra Bullet, like, no, sir. Like he gave her an order and she said no. And she went to go do her mm -hmm. thing. Honestly, Sandra Bullock, in my mind, has not aged. I swear she looks the same. Yeah, she does. Yeah, right? Just, like, a little bit older, but, like, 
What am I supposed to feel sad about? The um, the cop on their side got shot. I don't know him. In the crossfire. Well. They've been too busy showing her except for him. And she got him shot. I hope she gets some type of punishment. No, she does. Don't do that. Well, her version of a punishment. Yeah. <clears throat> Bless me. Bless you. She lives in San Francisco? Mm. Nope. Mm. Wait. Mm. Nope. I don't know. Yep. Nope. New York. Maybe. I don't know. I know what state she represents in the pageant, but I don't know if that's the same state that she's actually from because, well, for people who haven't seen this movie, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, I have no idea where she is. This popcorn's a little And then she drives like a maniac. Who is this chick? Wow. I wish I had a badge. I'll be doing the reckless shit. Same. First of all, look at all these people. There's not another star. Well, first off, white people love them some Starbucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. White people love them some Starbucks, and I don't get it. I don't understand it. Mm, they make some good drinks. Well, yeah, people people around the world make fun of Americans because of Starbucks. They're so-called coffees, which none of that stuff in Starbucks is, like, really what coffee is. No, their frappuccinos barely have any coffee. If, unless you just get their, um, like, coffee coffee. Good. Whatever. (laughs) What? Okay, are we going to inform Batman that this is happening? (laughs) It is New York. Okay. That was my second guess. Now I'm questioning if I remember what state she represents. No. I know what state you represent. 
I agree. Shut up. Take the punishment. You're lucky she's not fired. Or suspended at that. You know, for a comedy, this comedy is very slow. And it's comedy. What bar has ice cream? I need to go here. Right? That's what <laughs> I always thought whenever I watched this. I'm like, how do you just have pints of ice cream to give out to people? Like, this what? Is well, unless they specialize in like root beer floats. Hell yeah. I remember when I was in college, um, I remember I was like having like a Christmas party and I invited like all my friends, all my college friends to my house. <laughs> and I remember my parents were still there. Right. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, everyone come in. We're going to, you know, do this, you know, watch movies, whatever. Just chill out, hang out. And then I remember my mom was like, I'm going to make everyone some root beer floats. And I got a little bit embarrassed for that. I'm like, mom, these are like we're like in our early 20s. Like nobody wants root beer floats. If anything, like people want alcohol and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So literally, she said, does anyone want root beer floats? And I remember a, a girl I invited to my house who i really liked she looked at me when my mom said that and then she looked at my mom she's like i would love one <laughs> <laughs> she was so excited fun fact i don't like root beer but do you like floats um not really i rather just have the ice cream on its own well then that's not a, a float. float a float is just when you put like soda on ice cream right Maybe. Is that what? So, where do you define a float? Yeah, maybe it is a float. I feel like it has to be. I don't know. I, actually, I have no idea because I feel like if that's the case, then what the hell is a milkshake? <laughs> well, a milkshake is a blended ice cream with milk to make it thinner. So, what if you just blend root beer and, and ice cream? That just sounds disgusting. How is it disgusting? You're already eating eating it as is. <laughs> I just don't like root beer. That's my thing. No. Root beer tastes like licorice, carbonated water. <clears throat> no, just the thought of it just makes my like skin crawl. Okay, so clearly, if we were in Hogwarts right now, you would you would be not invited to Hogsmeade, when we all drink butter beer. Um, butter beer is disgusting. I've had it twice whenever I've gone to the the London studio. Um, it is disgusting. That foam that they put on the top, that's the only good part. The beer itself...
What? Um, they're gonna send a cop undercover into the pageant because that's where. No, the... no, I get that, but I'm saying he oh. like kind of took the credit for the idea, and I'm like, what? I understand sending a cop undercover if they're like attractive enough, or maybe not say attractive enough, but if they fit that mold. Mm-hmm. But they could also just get a um, a civilian, a civilian to do it. That probably would have been better, because uh, FBI and like special offer- operatives they use like civilians all the time for for their operations. <laughs> She's under 35. Hey, she don't look bad. Uh I don't I don't, I don't know what else to say about this. So funny, I forgot to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, get your ass out of desk. And I mean that respectfully. How would they say that's not bad? The other women didn't look bad. Maybe if they're real, it's just a, you know, competing at beauty pageant. Mm. This popcorn is stale. I don't like it. I never understood beauty pageants. Oh. Yeah, why would he touch her like that? This movie has a lot of hormones in it. (laughs) Am Am I off by saying that? That there's a lot of hormones in this movie? Yeah, there's a lot of... 
men being men, you know, like yeah, men stereotypically being men and women stereotypically being women. Mm-hmm. It is the 2000s. Maybe I forgot about movies in the 2000s of like movies that are labeled as comedies are not really comedies. <laughs> They're just movies. Well, like comedy changes, right? It's this movie came out two decades ago. So like the comedy that happened in the two, like literally 2000 versus the comedy that we have now is very different. The, so the comedies don't exist anymore now. There's no comedies. They stopped making them. Really? When was the last time I saw a comedy? What was the yeah? What was the last time you saw a comedy? When was the last time you saw like a preview for a comedy in the, for theaters? I don't know. Actually, you know, you know what the only comedy you can get nowadays? Hmm. Don't say it. Marvel movies. Oh, I knew it. You were going to say it. And they're so bad. Oh, my <laughs> God. They're so bad. They're so <clears throat> bad in terms of his comedy. Like, I'm sure maybe like the first four MCU movies, they're like, all right, this is fine. This is like, it's kind of funny. Robert Downey Jr., his character, it like, it adds something to it. But it just got stale after a while. And that's the only thing close that we get towards comedies. I actually was going to say Thor, but then I realized Thor's not a comedy, like an actual comedy. They're just making it more so. I hate that Thor does comedy. Absolutely hate it. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, there are times where I'm like, okay, it's a little bit too much. But there are times where it works and it, it is actually really funny. Like, the beginning of Thor, I was legit. Like, I almost had tears in my eyes of, like when I was crying. It was just way too exaggerated. But yet funny. Just say women. <laughs> Young ladies. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, comedies are kind of a, a dead thing. There used to be... Well, let's talk about it. Um... So this is the year 2000 where Miss Congeniality came out. And I would love to think that in the year 2009, it's kind of like where we got a surge of just chick flicks. Huge surge of chick flicks. Okay. Starting with like the Pitch Perfects. uh, Got a lot of bridal movies and... Oh, the twenty-seven dresses, bridesmaids, bride's all that wars. stuff. Yeah, there's just a just a range of uh, chick flicks, Juno, all that stuff. Even though that came out in like 07. but then the comedy route kind of changed towards. When did The Hangover came out? I don't know. And I never, I never really thought that movie was all that funny. The Hangover. Oh my god, number one is hilarious. Oh my god, number one is so funny. I never number thought it was two's, that funny. Number two's okay, three's not that, and three, three's too much. 
Yeah, I didn't think it was all that funny. I saw a little bit of it in theaters when I was like a teenager, and then I was like just looking at all the adults laughing. Like I don't understand what's what's so funny about this. Not at all. So you had like those range of movies, like those buddy comedies. You had a bunch of those, especially from like Jude Jude Apatow, like mm-hmm. forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, 40-Year-Old Virgin, I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> that was a funny movie. Yeah. I actually recently saw it, maybe like about two years ago. Well, if you like that, you, don't would, like... you would love Mean Girls. I've seen Mean Girls, but I saw it drunk. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just don't like Steve Carell, which is why I always pushed off watching that movie, because I just don't find him funny. I don't like, I don't like him. Mm. So I would always uh, I would always push it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one day I was like, you know what, fuck it, let me just watch it. And I, it was actually a really, really funny movie. Mean Girls is just one of those movies that, like, it's labeled as one of those, like, classics that I just don't see as a classic anymore since I didn't watch it in its time and its era. And now when I watch it, I just honestly, like, I'm like, eh, about it. Like, I feel that about The Notebook, The Titanic, and, um, Mean Girls. Those mm-hmm. are the three movies that I saw after their time that... They're just, they just don't live up to the hype. Well, Mean I Girls guess. is the closest thing that we people will ever get to like a clueless type thing, where it can exist. One, it exists in its own time, but it also it can exist outside of its time in that time period. And the quotes used in that movie. Yeah, but see, like whenever they say like, "Oh, he asked me what day it is. It's October 3rd. Like whenever October third comes around, and people start tweeting that, using them as their like Instagram captions. I'm like. It just, I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, that's what you see. I just see how like the raunchy memes on Twitter about it. Like <laughs> when someone says something they don't like on Twitter, they post the Mean Girls meme of them throwing a, a boombox at their face. <laughs> you know what? I think I need to see Mean Girls again, not drunk, so that I can actually remember the movie. Because like I only really remember like. <laughs> maybe five so percent funny. of the movie yeah yeah it's 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 funny at least i i find it funny but yeah you had a bunch of those comedies the after the chick fuck era and then there was that buddy buddy error from like the hangover and stuff like that i don't know if one was before the other but and then after that you got like this weird ah uh, what i don't know Maybe I don't know how to describe it, but you kind of got like a weird pairing comedies or no, 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 no. You got like we got like comedies based off of things like books and and video games and stuff like that. Like Free Guy? Like Free Guy, which is kind of newish, but I wouldn't count that. But like Jumanji, we got Pixels. We got oh, you're still talking that that time. Mm. Yeah, Pixels, Jumanji. We got um, um. There's a there's a there's a lot of them, and I'm sure Sandra Bullock has had her hands in a lot of that, a lot of that too. Oceans, Oceans Eight can kind of I guess can kind of be within that because that's based on a a book technically I think. Really, the oceans are based on books. Are they not? No, no, no. The ocean movies are 
are based on 1950s and 1960 films. Right. Called the Oceans movies. Because they used to do them back then. And I believe those are based on books. Let me double check it. Oh, one of my favorite parts is coming. <laughs> Hold on. Sound like someone's tickling you. Shut up. Sandra Bulla is literally adding nothing to this role. <laughs> Where's the camera? I can't quote that. <laughs> I told you I can quote this movie. Wait, wait, wait. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Hey, gliding here? <laughs> Me and my sister use that all the time. She says I'm gliding? I'm gliding here because he told her that she needs to walk more like effortlessly, like glide as opposed to be like stomping. So she was like practicing gliding on the taxi, gotcha. like almost ran her. Yeah. Gotcha. Me and my sister, every time we like, <laughs> anytime like if we're like walking and like we bump into something, she bumps into me. I'd literally be like, I'm gliding here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh. I get you. Me and my brother, we quote Adam Sandler movies all the time. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's in Toronto. Yes, he is. I said that. Yes. Correct actor. He's the what? I'm like, correct actor. Because like sometimes I have to put a name to a face, but I'm like, no, Adam Sandler, yeah, he's in Toronto right now. His comedies, too, back in the day were hilarious. But he only, has, like th he only has three that are funny. The rest are just downright bad. Click and click. I wouldn't even consider click a comedy per se. That's just like a really sad family movie, which is still really good. So what else? Grown ups. Grown ups was. I wouldn't count like one and two as two different movies. Just counted as one. Even though I think number two is funnier than number one. I don't think I think I have grown ups on DVD and I've still never seen it. I heard Seriously? it was just bad. I heard it was just bad. Oh no, I liked it. I heard oh, it was I bad. And I heard the second one was even worse. Huh. Funny. I like the second one. Back here. <laughs> yeah, I think the ocean movies are. I think they're just based on just the 1960 movies. Mm. They're not based on books. I'm gonna look at a list of Sandra Bullock's movies and see how many of them I've seen. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that too, and I'm gonna see her which ones are actually good. Well, you know what? I Sandra Bullock has done a handful of really good movies, but my problem with her is she's not the reason to why they're good. She's just attached to it. And that kind of builds up her fame. She's like, I, I feel like she's been piggybacking off of just movie successes for her entire career. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I've never seen Bird Box. Uh, neither have I. 
yeah, just never really cared for it. One, two, yeah, I heard it was stupid too. <laughs> three, four. Her, that would be really stupid. This is not all her movies. Oh, are you looking on Wikipedia? No, I'm w- looking on. I didn't IMDb. know she was in. Oh, I didn't know she was in well, Minions. That's because I clicked producer. There we go. There's a list of her movies. Oh. Oh, I can't wait to see Bullet Train in like two weeks. <clears throat> All right, let's see how many of these are actually good. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a handful of them. Yeah, Bullet Train, I don't know what that is. Lost City, you said that was funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be watching that next week. Lost City is so stupid, but it is so funny. <laughs> I'll be watching it next week, and I'll make my uh, I'll make my judgments. All right. Oh, Chaining Tatum is in this, and Daniel Radcliffe. And some random yeah. black person. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's a shit show, and it's hilarious. Is it so bad that it's funny? Is that what it is? No. The only movie that I that like I refuse to see though is Gravity because of the the fact that it's in space and it moves a lot. I would get motion sickness. Oh, this is the most famous one of the most famous scenes from this movie. Uh, the Unforgivable. I've seen that one. That was stupid. She did play like a different character, though. I'll give her that, but it still wasn't good. How would you not recognize her though? She looks the same. She does, but she just looks hot. She looks like she just put some water on her face. (laughs) Just washed her face. She definitely did more. The blind side. Oh, 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 oh. So good. Oh, fuck that movie. Yeah, I don't care about the blind side. I don't care for. Two weeks notice. I've seen that. Never seen the heat. Don't care for that. I just watched a proposal. What a mediocre romantic comedy <laughs> she's the voice of one of the characters in the prince of egypt did not know that yeah i didn't know that either interesting practical magic i've seen that a few times i watch it during uh, halloween two weeks notice i used to have that movie on dvd i still do speed i need to watch oh while you were sleeping i've seen oh yeah i've seen speed i like speed but she wasn't a reason why I liked it. Forces of Nature. That was good. Hmm. There's a lot of movies of hers that I haven't seen. Well, more of her older stuff. I should probably... The Net. I feel like The Net is probably, like, the most critically acclaimed, like, what they say that's where she's been, like, her best at. Yes, she's in New Jersey. I knew it. Demolition Man was absolutely fucking trash. Uh, 
uh, and the rest of this stuff. I don't even know if she was like a main. The hangman? Whatever the fuck that is. This is not. I don't understand. I don't understand how she's as famous as she is now with just this list of movies. Right? She only has like 59 credits to her name. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. I'm still waiting for this movie to be funny. Carlin, you're going to wait a while if this is already the rate that we're at. It just reminds me because obviously this is in 2000s and it's just like another form of movies where it's like labeled as a comedy, but it's comedy is very subtle. It's very subtle. A romantic comedy I watched and I reviewed for my channel called uh, Better Than Chocolate is like that, too. It's more romance than comedy, but the comedy that is in there that happens only mm -hmm. like a few times in the movie, very subtle, but yet still very funny. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> Wait, go back to Miss Hawaii. Wait, <laughs> Nor. Wait. Why didn't they give Miss Hawaii to start to star in this movie? I don't know, Carlin. You're going to have to ask. Uh... She's really pretty. We. <laughs> That's a fucking stupid joke. <laughs> That's literally me on set when a light doesn't work. Are there male beauty pat pat pageants? Uh, I actually don't know if there is. Why is it only women's that's kind of like, you know, shown? Yeah. Why? Why? I wouldn't mind seeing some guys in some little speedos. 
Well, and wait a second. If it is, if there is going to be a male pageant, why do they have to wear speedos, Nora? Why do girls got to wear swimsuits? They're not wearing swimsuits. They will. Just wait for the swimsuit section. Okay. Well, they don't. Do they still wear? <laughs> do they still do that now? Yeah, they do. Wow. Um. Well, I actually don't know for pageants, but this is for um, like. I know, like, Miss USA and, like, Miss Universe and stuff like that, that still happens, and that still technically is a pageant, because they do, like, talent. All, yeah, that's all a pageant. That's yeah. all a pageant. Okay, so, then, so then, yeah. So they because, still do swimsuit stuff for that? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Why? What does that have to do with that? What do we say? Excuse me. What is a pageant? Like, what is that entitled? How this, does someone win? <laughs> I honestly don't don't know i don't know what goes into it but the stuff they do in pageants but the stuff they do in pageants is like uh walking a straight line let's see how correct your posture is let's see how i guess beautiful you are let's see your body your physique let's see if you're a humble human being I guess I'm very confused. I guess I don't know. I oh the dancing queen. This is like a remix version. <laughs> Are you blowing on your computer because you hear nothing but fire right now? <laughs> No, I was blowing the crumbs away. Digging the dancing queen. Such a good song. Oh, I know. Literally put me in such a good mood. It's my favorite, favorite song on Mamma Mia. I like the I like this and um Mamma Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. Yeah, I like those two. what makes it so famous <laughs> I think she tells you in a second oh okay yeah hopefully they'll answer that in the film but what the hell is a beauty pageant Let's Google it. Beauty. I'm going to look this up. What is it? Yeah, why do I always ask that question every year? Like, what? what is it? What would you do with world peace? Or do you want world peace or something like that? So a beauty pageant or beauty co uh, contest is a competition that is traditionally forced on judging and ranking the physique attributes of the contestants. So it's literally just a pretty contest. A, a physique? Mm. Don't they all Definitely. look good? I guess one of them looks the best. That's how you have a winner. That's impossible. 
I don't know what to tell you. Listen, I can tell you right now, no man is interested in every woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all time. Well, I can say I can be into every woman, but I'm not attracted to every woman. And that's fair. Everyone has a type. Everyone's attracted to certain things or not everything or like I have a type. I have a preference. So I would imagine you do too. I don't understand. I don't. It's just so weird. I would love for someone to just talk about the history of beauty pageants. Like, where did it start? And why did it? Because there's like, there's literally teenagers and in, in little and little girls that obviously grew up like doing competitive pageants all throughout their lives. Some say that it's supposed to gain confidence and raise self-esteem. It's supposed to strengthen their... It's supposed to find personalities in their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, you can get that by just going to high school. <laughs> it's basically just for uh, the social approval of men judging the way a woman looks. Social approval. <laughs> I'm just reading stuff off of the internet. This is hilarious. That's amazing. Seven reasons to enter into a beauty pageant. Let's see. What does it say? Yes, please read these seven Building reasons. Self-confidence. Lessons you learn. What lessons? So it's about communication, leadership, interview, and poise. Okay, friendship and family. They're all catty bitches anyways that do pageants. How the hell are you supposed to find friendship and family in this? I always thought beauty pageant queens look way a little a little too skinny. Like even like Sandra yeah. Bullitt, like she has a really pretty face. But besides that, she's like a freaking McDonald's french fry. Uh, opportunities is another thing so you have opportunities to be on tv modeling hosting singing at concerts depending on your talent community involvement so when you're gonna pick up trash off the side of the road what do you mean they never do that no (laughs) the crown the crown is a reason to enter into a beauty pageant that's nice the crown yeah and then another reason it says the new you the pageant literally changes who you are, your vision, and everything you once believed in. It taught me to learn other key things in life, like poise, grace, proper communication, build self-confidence, networking, and so much more. So does getting a job. It's very weird. And I don't think I know anyone that's done that. That like you know used to live that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Wow, now she's even flattered than what I thought. <laughs> I 
Is there really a mystery to this? Because it's kind of it kind of gets away from that. Well, you're supposed to find out who the murderer is. I already know. As a, as a who kid, is it? As a kid, I remember because he's. Oh, oh well, yeah, you you already know too. Well, but I won't, I won't. I won't spoil I quote it. This movie for you. Yeah, I won't spoil it because whoever's yeah, watching this yeah. could be watching it for the first time. Yes, that is true. That was that's you. Whenever I say MCU sucks, <laughs> no, that that mannequin blowing up is you when you find out that your London tickets have been canceled. Think I'm gorgeous? You want to kiss? What the fuck? <laughs> what a weird fucking movie. All right, now we're finally getting into some beauty pageant stuff. I feel like the movie can start should have started right here. The goals and objectives of being a... Oh, never mind. I have to pay to watch this. Oh my goodness. She is really pretty. Why didn't they get her to star in this movie? She kind of already has like this evil chick vibe kind of going on. I can feel it through the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hormones in this movie. A lot of hormones. She's really pretty too. I never understood what people would say about like gingers. I don't understand. I don't. I never understood that. What do they say about gingers? Like they they have no soul. Mm, I've never heard that. Yeah, I never heard that either. The girl I'm currently talking to right now, she's a ginger. Ginger girls are so pretty. Yeah, she's really pretty. And she has an insane tattoo. <laughs> She's a tattoo? 
she, she has a, a very insane tattoo. Of what? You wouldn't. You would never know where it was unless she told you. So I'm assuming it's hidden. Uh, you can definitely say that. <laughs> would you like to guess where it is? If you have like one guess to guess where where this mysterious tattoo is, I'm where. Like, is it on her butt? She does have a tattoo on her butt, but it's not. But that's not the one I'm talking about. So is it closer to her, like, vagina? No. Are you you ready for me to tell you? Sure. She literally has a tattoo inside her lip. Oh. That's not that thing. Okay, yeah. That, I've seen that That's before. pretty freaking insane. <laughs> what does it say? Like, Meow. I think so, yeah. I think that's what it says. Meow. Yeah, a lot of girls get that done. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. What is wrong with her? I don't think she was supposed to do that. No, she wasn't. Right? Anything that's nearly like on the floor. Aren't there other agents out there that can handle it? That should handle that? Yeah, but they just didn't get there um, in time. What a dumbass. She's not a... Well... To me, she's not a very likable character. No, she's not. W- you would agree with well, that? Well, she's... Okay, hold on, hold on. I need to go back. She... Up to this point in the movie, obviously, hopefully, she goes through some some, some sort of change. But as of this point right now in the movie, she's not very likable. She's funny, man. In my opinion. What makes her funny? Just the stupid shit she does. So she's a buffoon. That's different from being funny. Mm. That's like that's like what they used to do in the 1950s and 60s when they put uh, black people on certain TV shows just to laugh at them. Just acting as a buffoon but not really being funny. Or that's basically what majority of token minority uh, actors do even to this day there's like just a certain co- comic relief or whatever that's mostly what Kevin Hart is in his movies oh I don't like Kevin Hart oh my god I don't find him funny at all and my two friends do and every time he has a new movie um, every time they want to see his movie I'm just like no I'm good you guys can go without me but then I end up somehow still going to watch it and I end up not liking them. Mm-hmm. Okay, Her, this example. That's basically what Tiffany Haddish is. She's funny. <laughs> what, what makes her funny? Oh, she's just a stupid shit. <laughs> again, so again, her being a buffoon is what's buffoon. funny. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't consider Sandra Bullock a buffoon in this. Okay, what about Aquafina? Who the fuck is Aquafina? That Asian chick. What Asian chick? Oh, the she, one from Thing? She, yeah, she was in that MCU movie. The Ten Rings. Oh, the girl from also um, Ocean's 8. Yep, yep. She was in that too. Mm-hmm. What about her? She, eh, I've seen funnier. Hmm. You've seen funnier. Like Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is funny, man. That's hilarious. You know what's funny? I I find Tiffany Haddish funny, but not in her movies, and nor in her stand-up either. So where do you find her funny? In her interviews? Um, a little bit in her interviews. So before Tiffany Haddish was like a thing, I remember her. I remember watching her on VH1 on the I Love the '80s, I Love the '90s TV shows that they used to do, mm-hmm. and uh, she was on there a lot. Just like doing like little bits of jokes, talking about pop popular culture stuff, and I thought she was funny on there, and I always remembered her from that. So when I saw her on Girls Trip, I was like, "Oh snap, that's what's her face? She's finally getting her big break." But how she played that role, I'm like, I wonder what she did, or maybe not what she did, but I guess just the stars happened to align for her. But it's just like what Cat Williams said: any any funny black female comedian could have got that role and could have did the exact same performance and could have had the same um i guess re- re- acceptance and how they did that but it just happened to happen to her which i'm not hating on that at all because i do like I... tiffany haddish but you just don't find her that funny well i like her but for how much fame and st- all that stuff that she's gotten, she's never. I don't. I at least I believe she's never had a classic joke. Like she's like still her stand up is not what why she's like who she is. <sighs> Nor is her movies. I mean, technically, Girl Strip, yeah. And I feel like if you think of anything about her, it's just Girl Strip. There's nothing else. There's that movie she did with Kevin Hart that was okay, but I find Girl Strip a lot funnier. She has a new movie coming out soon that does not look as funny compared to Girl. Like, I would honestly compare every movie she does to Girl's Trip because I freaking love that movie. Oh my gosh, she's hilarious in that movie. Honestly, they all are. They all played very well in that movie. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Did I miss something? Oh, she's just complaining about her life. Complaining about her life? I really wish I was in this movie so I can respond to her right now. And what is it that you see? 
She reminds me of one of those women that you can just know. They're like, yeah, she's going to die alone. <laughs> so like me. Wait, whoa. What makes you think you're going to die alone? Oh, I already know this. I just, I just know I'm just going to die alone. Why? But why? You can't say that if you don't have an actual excuse or a reason. Because if you like. Yeah, you don't have one. You don't have one. No, because just dating in this generation is just... That's not an excuse. I'm just going to be forever alone. I know it. That's not... I, see, you I don't honestly, even have an excuse. I honestly think that just love is not in the cards for me in this in this life. That's not true. It's just, look, check this out. Here are the top three excuses to why people normally die alone and never have anyone. If you don't fit this criteria, then you can't. you can't say that. So one, are you too engulfed in work? Sorry, what was it? Are you are you too busy working? Like, is work literally kind of like your life, your job? No. Okay. No. So At least not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Well, okay. When good. I was in, so not anymore. Well, yeah. Because well, yeah. When I was in retail, I was hourly, so like. I could able to stay as long as I like needed or like the demand was just a lot more. Now I'm at a stable job, nine to five, Monday to Friday after like five o'clock. I don't think about work. I don't even answer a phone call and email. Like I'm on my work computer right now, but I disconnected from like our server. So like nothing comes through. Um, no, like I, I no, not anymore. What are the other reasons? <clears throat> Do you have a, disability that you feel like hinders you from no. like actual normal activities that dates can happen no <clears throat> and by disability i mean it can be physical mental or you know like like a social thing maybe even no even though i am a extreme introvert and sometimes like actually going out and like with people yeah I, I know that's why I'm, I'm still answering the question no because even though like despite being an extreme introvert I will still go out like with my friends and like if we make friends along the way it's not like I don't talk to them like I do and like still always a great time so like no like I I still answer to that question is no right here's a swimsuit that's a swimsuit no oh, mm -hmm. I guess it is yeah. Some of them are wearing swimsuits. Some of them are like wearing other stuff. Those are some weird swimsuits. I never, I was never a fan of the onesie swimsuits. All right. What are the other reasons? Well, the last reason is are your standards too high? Probably. Okay. Well, that one I would say probably. Okay. Well, well then that solves it. Because there's a lot of women out there and men who believe that whoever their partner is going to be, they need to be, one, they have to make a certain amount of money per year. They have to, you know, be independent enough for whatever. They can't have any, some of them believe they can't have any kids. Some believe that, you know, they have to live at a certain miles away from them like no long distance stuff like that so you know if that's what it is then then you already know yeah i mean 
Oh, wait. Yeah, you. Oh, that is so it for you because you only date one race of men. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean my standards are too high. I am. Yes, it does. <laughs> I am only really attracted to one race of men. Nor. <laughs> Nor. How many? So you live in. Let's just say you live in a certain part in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to give out my address on your podcast. You live on 32 Oak Road. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone finds you. No, okay, but seriously. So you live somewhere in Canada, a very popular city in Canada. What would you say is, out of 100, what is the percentage of Middle Eastern men there? From the top of your head. It doesn't have to be precise. I don't know, like 20, 30? 20 like 20 30 percent yeah because the entire richmond hill is all middle easterns mississauga is all middle easterns if anyone hasn't figured it out yet i live in toronto um Mega mississauga part... i thought that was in san francisco <laughs> no, that was a joke um, <laughs> part of toronto itself has a lot of middle easterns like like 30 I don't know. I can Google. Why do it. I feel like that's not true? Well, again, I didn't say it had to be precise, but for you, I'm gonna look this up. Hold on, I have a text message to respond to. Toronto, Canada. Let's see the population. Okay, Middle Eastern population, and we'll do Ontario. I was gonna, I was gonna look it up for you, because I don't know. You might try to bend the numbers a little bit. Toronto, Canada. Are you looking it up or are you allowing me to? Uh, no, I'm looking it up. It's just, I'm okay, not I think getting. I got it. Oh, 4.6%. But this is from 2016. I can't find any stats from anything. Then that means that. it's gone lower. It's gone lower. No, it's definitely gone higher. No, it's gone lower. <laughs> No, like, are you just talking like Persians only or are you talking about all Middle Easterns? I'm talking about men that you are, that you would only date, which are Middle mm. Eastern men. No, our, our population of Middle Eastern has gone a lot more in the last eight years. Okay. So that thing said. Let's say 10%. So, you, so we're, we're going to say 10%, right? Yeah. Okay. 10%. So, <laughs> no. so you're giving yourself a 10% chance of finding someone. That's what that means. Listen. And even lower than that, because not everyone, I'm sure you even have an age limit of who you really want to be with. Right? Do you have an yeah. age limit? Yeah, I mean, nothing illegal. Well, okay, but would you would you be comfortable dating a 20-year-old? No, 
absolutely not. Where does it cut off? 25? 23? Like 26. 26? That's like three years younger than me. You really wouldn't date a guy who's like 25? No, because I'm dating to marry and a 25-year-old is not like thinking about marriage. That's why. That's not true. Yes, it is in Middle Eastern culture. It is. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take your word for that. I'll take your word for that. Because like Middle Eastern guys don't get married, like don't even start thinking about marriage until they're like in their thirties. Mm. And but but that's if they've grown up in a traditional household, right? Correct. How? Listen <laughs> again. We're getting into even more percentage. I was gonna say of all the men that you have talked to. Mm-hmm. who you would th- or maybe introduced to or whatever how many were traditionally brought up in a in a traditional household most of them yeah but not all of them not all of them but most of them okay so i feel like you're giving yourself a 7% chance of love <laughs> <laughs> It's actually probably even lower if you keep going down my standards. Okay. Well, uh, uh, and, that, and that's perfect because not every, um, and again, we, we didn't even talk about the, uh, how much the average money a Middle, a Middle Eastern guy makes in, in Toronto or, you know, Canada. Sorry, one second. I'm just responding to a text message. there's so many factors that goes into dating and it's worse and it's the worst when people are subconscious to it okay so here's my thing like just just let me finish what i'm saying i i do agree that some of my standards are are maybe a little bit uh, like on the higher um, like spectrum, but being attracted to one race or one specific type of guy, I don't categorize that as being my standards being too high. It's just I'm very particular on my type. It's just the, the literally but that is standards, but it's not my standard. My standard would be like example: the guy needs to make this much amount of money, needs to live in his own apartment, needs to have his own car. Those are standards. Saying that I'm only attracted to Middle Eastern is literally just saying I have a type. It's a very specific and only one. No, type. it's not because I can easily say I only want women. Like I knew a guy in college who said he won't date a woman unless they know how to play an instrument because he's like that passionate about music. So that's a standard. That's not a type. That is a that can be a type. Mm. D- to date artists. Okay, yeah, that could be a type. But that's not a standard, though. That's a type. I don't think having a type is equivalent to a standard. A standard. Okay. Okay. Well, here's here's the thing. Then, then if you if you only date Middle Eastern guys. Mm-hmm. Would you do you only date s- traditional Middle Eastern guys? No, I've dated untraditional Middle Eastern guys. Okay, 
but you would so you would always date uh non-traditional not always because i've dated traditional too but i'm saying is that a standard though would no, you cut that off no no that i wouldn't if you're if like you were born there and you were and and back home and you grew up traditional that's fine if you grew up here and you're not traditional that's fine too like i'm that that okay so you would date a white guy who's adopted by middle eastern family at the age of one and he grew up with them that's interesting (laughs) would you I'm sure there's there's men out there. I'm totally missing this 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 conflict, by the way. <laughs> They're trying to um Sorry, one second. I just got to respond to this text. Just watch the movie for a little bit. I'll come back to your question. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. You're still thinking about that? No. Be- no. No. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> responding to a text message. Oh. Okay. Yeah. What did she wait? What did she do to warrant to get off the case? I basically the guy like the the chief is like shutting it down, but she's right. saying like like no like I have a lead. I want to like keep going. Oh. But he follows rules, and he is going to close the case down. Oh, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, close the case down. <laughs> There's no argument with that. Just close the case. It's out, of your, out of, it's out of your power. I don't like her. Okay, I responded to my text message. Okay, now I'm going to answer your question. She's when entitled. I date a white guy that was brought up Persian, you Not know what? Not just a white guy, just any guy that was brought up. You said white guy. Okay, fine, white guy. I was trying to help you out oh, because fuck. I know that this percentage is, gonna, is low. <laughs> this is gonna, this is gonna shoot me in the. Eye. You know what? Like, because I've always said I wanted to date Middle Eastern so that there's less conflicts when it comes to like culture and traditions and like things like that. If you were brought up Middle Eastern and you were brought up with those traditions, yeah. All right, your percentage of love just went up by one percent. that's that's what well that's actually awesome that's awesome to hear i don't know where you'll find someone like that but that's awesome (laughs) yeah i don't know where i'd find someone like that either well you don't know have you not done a um we've talked about this before and you see i feel like this conversation we're having is a lot better than me watching this movie I'm legit doing three things at the same time. I'm watching this movie, having a conversation with you, and having a conversation with my friend on the phone. Well, would you say... Hopefully I didn't lose my, my train of thought. Okay, so we, we talked about dating apps before, you and I. Um, yeah. And you said you dabbled in them, but you never really... You never you, you don't like them. Some of them I really, really do not like. It's just... There's... It, like, Tinder is just never going on there again. It's literally hookup fest. And then Plenty of Fish is... There's not Plenty of Fish. It's like... It's becoming more of just like a hookup thing. Bumble isn't too bad and Hinge isn't too bad. But they're honestly not great either. 
That's my reviews on dating apps. Have you ever tried like an all Middle Eastern dating app? I can't believe I'm about to admit this on a podcast, but I have actually once. Why? Why is that embarrassing to admit? That's not embarrassing to admit. I just never have told anyone that I have. But yeah, I have. I would imagine Um, you have since. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that would be so, better that you have instead of doing these other apps that are just so here's, accessible. So here's, so here's the thing. I did it like a few years ago and I don't think it was as popular like in Toronto because like when I put like my location in Toronto, like I'd get guys in like New York and New Jersey. So I don't know if it just wasn't as popular then in like Toronto. I might have to find that app again and see what's up now you probably missed the wave if it wasn't popular then that's when you need to stay on it because i'm sure tinder was amazing when it first came out (laughs) yeah i'm sure it was just like how people were saying like uber and lyft like when that came out and you were just working on uber and you're like probably like one of the only like 40 people in the entire city doing that you're like making a lot of money same thing goes for dating for dating apps. If new dating apps and people are kind of like somewhat hip to it, but people are kind of staying away from it, you yeah. get people with more more. I well, at least I feel like people with more truer intentions. When the app is newer, yeah. And I'm gonna have to see if I can find that out because I really don't remember what the name was. I'm gonna have to go back through like my app store and see like what have I downloaded previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. honestly okay so but like the whole agreement is like i'm not disagreeing with you that my standards are too high like honestly sometimes i have to like catch myself and i'm like really like you're not gonna talk to this guy because of this like seriously they are <laughs> but i do not think that having a type is a standard and people that are listening to this no can you put this oh, well, can you put the poll on your instagram can you put okay. a poll on your instagram let me see this. Hold on. No, 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 no. We have. Oh, no, I remember strictly having a conversation with you about this before. So you, you told me. Tell me if this is true. You told me that you believe in soulmates, right? I do. You, you believe that somewhere out there in the world, soulmate doesn't that, necessarily have to be romantic. Though. Of course. Now, this is what I'm saying. You believe that there is somewhere out there in the world where you are 100% compatible to to be in love with somebody, right? Yes. Do you really believe that that someone who's out there in the world of all the billions of people that are out there is just a Middle Eastern guy? I do. Hmm. Cause so you're delusional. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Honestly, to some level, I probably am. Like, if I actually went through, like, my list of, like, standards or, like, the type of guy I would want, like, I actually don't know where, like, this guy would crawl out of. Like, I have no idea. But um, I think the reason why I truly think that it's Middle Eastern is because, like, why else would I be only attracted to Middle Eastern if there wasn't a reason for it? Like how many people? How many girls do you know that they're literally only attracted to one race? Like I, like my friends aren't even like that. Let's see. Like, there's I, like, you. I'm, not, I'm saying there's. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that like you have to be attracted to all races, 
but it's very rare that you see a person only attracted to one race. Like I'm saying that about myself. Like I so really you're know saying that. you're like you're such a gold mine out here. No, no, <laughs> I'm giving myself more of a headache. <laughs> I would absolutely love when I post this podcast that some Middle Eastern guy somewhere in Canada is listening to this, and he's like, "I need to find her. This is this is true love." Honestly, if there's a Middle Eastern guy in Toronto that's listening to this, my Instagram is norbz, N-O-O-R-B-Z. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if, a, if a Middle Eastern guy has gotten this far, because this movie's, like, almost done, if you've gotten this far to hear this entire conversation, hit me you up. You know, if I was still cool with my friend Muhammad, who I knew in high school, who's Middle Eastern, I would totally hook you two up. You, I, I think he's totally your type too. Let's see. Let me see if I can find him on on Facebook. Totally your type. And I remember I saw him like a few years back, probably like five years or six years way back, back when I was still in college. When I saw him briefly walking somewhere. Is this who I'm thinking? No, that's not him. Is that him? No. <sighs> Maybe he got rid of his Facebook. If he if he's not on Facebook anymore, I guess the percentage just went down a little bit more for you. <laughs> he doesn't even live in Toronto. He wasn't even in the percentage. Well, would you would you be open to long long distance? Mm, we've already had this conversation once. No, I just don't believe in long distance. Why? Like I'll I'll believe in long distance if like we're in the same city and we're in a relationship and then one of us has to move out like move away. I'll be able to like make that work, but to start a relationship like off the bat, off of long distance, no, like I like that just doesn't. It doesn't register in my mind. No, it just doesn't register in my head because like, what if like when you meet, like what if like you've been like talking with this guy or like the girl or whatever for like months, you guys finally decide to meet, but it's not the same. Then you just I don't want to say wasted that time, but it's like you wouldn't you have rather have like seen each other first and then like. I don't know. It just doesn't register in my in my mind. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see a difference. Huh. <clears throat> I don't see a difference. As long as, you know, you're spending your quality time on the phone, on Zoom or whatever, letter letter writing or whatever with them and you're feeling that same emotion that you feel that when you're with them, I don't see a difference. Speaking of quality time, what do you think your love language is? Um, I'm happy you asked this. because Oh, I know exactly who you'd be attracted to. Okay. I <laughs> want to know what your love language is, though. Yeah, yeah. 
the reason why the reason why I reacted that way is because this video game. I think I told you about this game called Five Dates, which yes, I absolutely have. love. Um, when I was on a little virtual date on that game, the girl asked me that same question. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very important question to ask for many reasons. Yeah, I I am words of affirmation and okay. and and gift giving okay and physical touch Mm -hmm. i i believe that everybody has all five it just depends on which one you like do more often yeah right i agree i agree and and also like for me i don't agree with that Well, my third one is physical touch as well, just because like physical touch, I can't like, I can't be touchy touchy with you right off the bat. Like I got to be a little bit more comfortable with you and like, let it just, you know, come through naturally. And like, then you know what I mean? So like, it also really depends on, I don't want to say the length of the relationship because that doesn't matter, but it just depends on the person that you're with and like the Mm. connection that you have for certain ones to be more, more stronger than the other. You know what I mean? But I honestly just think that we, as humans, all have, like, we have all five of them. Right. Well, I was talking to, briefly, talking to uh, uh, a young lady today about my YouTube channel, you know, giving Mm -hmm. reviews off Twitter, which I normally do. And she was asking me if I had anything for asexual people, like, representation Mm -hmm. of asexual people. So I would imagine if you're asexual, that would be last on your thing physical touch yeah it'd be last yeah or it's just not on there yeah that's true too so yeah it's such a good question to ask people um i should have asked the girl i'm talking to that Wait, wait, I think I can I can pretty much guess what what, what hers are. Honestly, like I think asking what a person's love language is is like one of my like like first five questions that I ask. Really? really... Not what's in yeah. your bank account? Hmm? <laughs> no, I, that that's way no, we don't ask that kind of questions. Um, yeah, I think it's like one of like the first five that I'll ask, or maybe if not five, like at least five big questions. Like there'll be like small ones in between, like to keep the conversation going and whatever. But like the five big ones, yeah, like love language is one of them, just so like you can understand the person too, right? And I find that a lot of guys, you're actually the first guy that didn't say physical touch as their first one. A lot of guys is like physical touch is their first one. And I'm like, not necessarily that's a bad thing. It's just, it takes me a little bit longer to get there. You know, I understand what you mean because I also seen, uh, I've seen this. I watch a lot of reality shows and I've seen an episode Mm -hmm. of blind date where this girl from Atlanta was on this first date with this guy, but she told him like straight up off the bat that she doesn't do physical touching at all. Like she said, she's a certain type of sexual. I forgot what the name was. It was honestly something like it was my first time hearing it. And she like Mm -hmm. 
physical touch is like a huge no for her. But she can still be attracted to someone. Right. But physical right. touch is like absolutely off the table. Huh. It's very, uh, very interesting. You know, I think we need to come up with a, a sexuality for you. <laughs> a, there's, a, um, a nor sexual. <laughs> there's, a, there's another question that um, I recently came upon that's a really good one to ask people is it, it's the same, like the five love languages, but you're turning it into like, how do you like um, accept apology? So, like, at what point do you think, like, the apology was accepted? Because, like, some people, like, just saying sorry is fine, right? For some people, like, no, like, they want you to, like, you say sorry, but then, like, also give them, like, a hug, okay? Or, like, th like for people that do, like, acts of service, it's like, okay, like, you're sorry, but, like, you're showing me that you're sorry by, like... <sighs> I don't know, let's say you got into a fight of like who's taking out the garbage and like you know for you to like for me to accept your apology like you take out the garbage because you know my love language is like acts of service like it was something like this and I thought that was a really interesting question too to because like me and my sister are very different in terms of like just everything and we both accept apologies very differently like for her just saying like words of affirmation just saying i'm sorry but like truly meaning it is fine for her right but for me my love language is actually acts of service so for me to actually for you to actually do that act then i would accept your apology so it i liked how the girl she was talking about the question she like flipped it to make it like the apology aspect. I thought that was really cool too. I need to start add, adding that to my roster of questions. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what mine's. What mine is. Just say you're sorry. Let's go do something. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit talent! Anyone can do that with the right training. I mean, well, no, anyone can do that because that's not really self defense. So to go back to the root question, Jesus I will be forever Christ. alone. Um, yeah, but that's not true, though. <laughs> we just went through the three big things, and I said probably my standards are too high. Your we standards are too high. We yeah okay, and we talked for thirty minutes establishing my standards are too high. So yeah, I'm gonna be forever alone. And we didn't even get into if you if your so called love suitor has to be at a certain physical standard. I only have one and I've already told like already talked about this, but it's just one physical thing that what? I truly, truly care about. What? Height. They can't be four they can't be four eleven? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why not? <laughs> I never understood that for women. They don't date short guys. Um, I, I think I've already told you mine. Uh, like I'll, I'll say it again. I, I am tall for a girl. I'm five eight. Okay, and yeah, you're a giant. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all honesty, like for my age group, like I am on the taller side and my entire elementary, like my entire school, like elementary is in actually in Atlanta. No. Okay. So I'll skip elementary school in um, junior high and high school. The amount of bullying that I got for having like more let's say male features or male attributes or just like more masculine than feminine that has literally like stuck with me. And for me to feel more feminine for me, like it, like it literally is a very, very selfish reason. Uh It, I'd have to be with someone taller so that I feel more feminine about myself. So you feel more feminine about yourself and you put make sure you reject every guy who's not that tall into anti-masculinity? Listen, I'm not I, I'm not expecting the guy to be like six five. I'm just talking six foot and taller. Five eleven, fine, because like apparently it's a whole controversy. Can you be five nine? Mm, no, five eleven is like five eleven is me bringing my standard down because I said six two from You know like, what the average height for a guy is? Yeah, like five ten, five nine. Trust me, I know. Do you know yeah, what the average so height for a Middle Eastern guy is? Uh, six, six one. Six I'd one. Say. Why do you know six. this off the top of your head, Nor? Because most of my family members that are guys, and most of my guy friends that are all Middle Eastern are over six foot. <clears throat> Let's see. <laughs> I can't wait to look this up and be like, "Hate to break it to you, Nor, but the answer is five seven. <laughs> For what? For no, Middle I'm just, Eastern? I'm just joking. I'm I'm, jo- I'm looking it up now. So you're saying you think the average height is six one? Uh, That's freakishly tall for an for average Middle height. East? See, this is why she's not likable. What a shit protagonist for this movie. Honestly, everything you're saying about this movie is going through one ear and out the other for me because literally one of my favorites. Your dream guy could be out there right now, waiting for you mm-hmm. at five foot four. Oh no! <laughs> I honestly think that the height is probably one of the like standards that's like I can't I can't budge. It's probably like my top 
like highest standard like if i even have to like let's say not like imagine if i don't even have to like go with middle eastern the height stays you have to be six six foot or high or taller five eleven like if i'm like in love with you you're tall so like i would hope that i would hope that you're in love with a human being i'm five eight and a half no you're not i am no you're not you're much taller no i'm five eight and a half i'm gonna need a video of someone taking your height well how tall did you thought i was i thought you're over six foot over six feet what the hell would i would i don't even know what i would do if i was over six feet live your life how can i i'm too tall carlin you're dead ass telling me you're five foot and a half there's no way five i said five eight and a half not five foot and a half (laughs) five eight not five foot (laughs) still i don't believe you 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 look taller No. No, just five eight and a half, and I love it because Jackie Chan is that height, and I look up to him the most. <laughs> I can't hear you. What? <laughs> please put the crown on, please. For the love of God, please. Yeah, and she's Grace. Just blow her to smithereens. Imagine how much blood is going to get everywhere. Oh, you'll see in a second. What a stupid fucking movie. (laughs) What are we witnessing? She's Grace. She's Miss United States. So why do they want to blow up the crown? Because they're replacing the host. They're replacing her. And they're like, and she got cheese that she's being replaced. (laughs) So you want to kill somebody? What? That fire CGI. That looks horrible. I don't, wait, I don't understand. She's being replaced, so she wants to kill somebody? Yeah, they're replacing the host. What? Sandra, shut up. 
I don't understand. You don't. Yes. She she knows there's other beauty pageants, right? I'm sure they'll need a host somewhere else, lady. You dumbass. <laughs> they wanted someone like new and younger. Okay, that's fine. She could have made it somewhere else. What is this romance? Get this out of here. Yeah, what a movie. I, I, don't, I don't even know if I have an opinion about this. I'm too busy trying to find a suitor for you. Let me check my contacts. Let me make sure I don't know any Middle Eastern guys. I know a guy who's Southern Asian. Mm -mm. It's not the same thing. Could be. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, if you close your eyes and squint. I didn't say that. You did. Let's see. I gotta be careful. We're on a podcast here. If anything, this is going to highlight you for, for potential suitors. <laughs> I want to see anything made it this far. <laughs> I would, oh my God, I would love to have you on some type of like David Stern, or I said David Stern, Howard Stern S type of game show about meeting your future suitor, right? We're going to, this is what we're going to do, Nor. We're going to blindfold you. No, we're, we don't have to blindfold you. Or fuck it, we'll blindfold you. We'll put you on one side of the wall, and you're going to be communicating to three guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of those guys is like Middle Eastern, six foot three. He's exactly your type, but you don't know which guy. And then the other two are like just random guys of different races. And then you mm -hmm. have to like base it on like you have to ask some questions of base it on like what you would want in a guy. I guarantee mm -hmm. you if you did that, you would pick the guy who is not Middle Eastern. I don't know what to tell you, Carlin. That's okay. It's totally fine. You can have your standards. Because we still made that bet. That's going to happen in 2080. 2080? Was it 2080 or 2060? I don't remember what the bet was. The bet was if you're still single and still never had a guy, by the time you're like 80-something, then I would help you out. <laughs> <laughs> So I, don't I, have would, a I would be, I would be your him. gigolo. So I don't have a guy by him eighty. Like exactly. <laughs> Ooh, can you I already say that to it. I have, in, I have it in writing. That's fine. <laughs> but of course, the contract is void <laughs> once I'm like already taken. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Unless I'm like, 
I'm married by like age 30 or whatever. And then I tell, I tell my wife like, sorry, but I made a commitment. <laughs> made a commitment for when you're 80 years old. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's the movie. Yeah, I already know you did not like that. that that's the movie. I'm going to be honest with you. At that halfway mark, I already zoned out. <laughs> this movie. There was nothing about this movie that could make anyone just focus on it because nothing was really happening. I still love this movie. Nothing was really going on. It wasn't funny. It was. Or at least the comedy just wasn't like. The comedy in this movie is very subtle. Like, it's hidden in certain areas. And even then, it, I just I didn't find him funny. It's hard to find it funny when the main character and the rest of the supporting cast, it's not likable. No one's likable in this movie. Besides the black guy who's the chief. He was just And Rhode Island. Job. Rhode Island seemed likable. Uh, I don't know who that is. But Hawaii. The girl that won. You like Hawaii because she was No, hot. I don't like her. I don't like her. Hawaii should have been the main character in this movie. That actress, she should have, she should have done this. Well, I don't know. Maybe if they make a remake of this. Please, for the love of God, do not give them any ideas. <laughs> I don't know. Like My like favorite movies, Like if they ever made remakes, I don't know how I'd feel about them. Like The originals to me are just it. So like... Well, luckily, it hasn't happened for me. Um, they said they were going to remake The Last Starfighter, but they've been saying that for so many years, and it just never happened. You know, do you watch Star Trek or Star Wars, or both? I, I watch them both. Oh. Ever since I finished The Big Bang Theory, I've wanted to watch Star Wars, but, like, Put it's it not a commitment. I'm ready yet. Hmm? I said, we'll, we'll watch it for the podcast. Yeah, see, it's not a commitment I'm, I'm like, ready 100% yet for, but it has piqued my interest. The interest well, has been piqued. Well, it's not a commitment. It's just a movie. <laughs> Isn't it, like, 18 movies? Well, it just depends on what you want to watch. I mean, it's literally just... You, you just watch the first one and just see how you like it. And if you want to... If you like the characters enough to continue to see what happens to them... Because... Once you watch the originals, like the ones from the 70s and 80s, they all end open-ended as if like, you know, there's no really, there's not really ending to it. So it just picks up where it's like out of random places for the next movie. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's no, for anyone who watched it in theaters during the 70s, there was no commitment to watch the second one because they didn't know there was going to be a second one, but they did love the movie. If you love the movie, then yeah, you continue to watch it. If you didn't, you just don't care. I see. Okay. That makes it a little It's like miscongeniality. Because there's only one and two for this. Exactly. But since you love the first one, you're Mm -hmm. like, I need to see the second one. And since I I still don't care about this first one, there's no way I'm going to watch that second one. Yeah, I don't recommend the second one at all. I honestly watched it. I think the year it came out and then never again. Like, if you actually tell me, like, if you ask me what the movie's about, I don't think I remember it because I'm like, I, the first one to me is just gold. So I can like, tell you what it's about. No, it's okay. 
It's about so, Regina King's character fighting against racism mm-hmm. that Sandra Bullock is placing upon her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm so, doubling down on that. <laughs> my rating for this movie is a 10 out of 10. This is literally one of my top five favorite movies. Bias. <laughs> Probably. But like, I don't know. It's literally one of my favorites. So this movie can't. There's no wrong to this movie in my eyes. I don't know how you can say that when literally nothing happened. <laughs> literally nothing happened. The antagonist wasn't like some big reveal. Like it just. Well, I'm pretty sure your rating's like a one out of ten. I'll give it a four. Oh, that's maybe generous. maybe a five. That's generous. No, I'll give it a four. Still generous. Maybe over oh. after a few years, maybe we'll go down to a three. I did not like how much hormones this movie has. At least that's just what I'm calling it. And but sure, remember, we can always. But remember the time. This is literally this movie literally came out in 2000, not in the 2000, in 2000. <clears throat> I understand that, but it's like still the- worth talking about because a lot of people grew up with this movie and were subjected to that kind of way of thinking that they just place in. And and just like a normal a normal way of of going about life, this movie still discreetly, ever so slightly, as if it's a whisper, is telling you that men should be men and women should be women. If you think about it, yeah. Oh, don't ruin my favorite movie. Do not ruin one of my favorite movies. Mm-mm. Also, the movie's racist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. The no. movie's against black people, Nor. One ear and out the other. This is literally one of my favorite movies. The movie is for you know, sex trafficking. Do you support this, Nor? <laughs> you know, there's, I've realized that there's a lot of movies that I say that they're like one of my favorites, and I need to actually sit down and write this list because, like, I, I can't be saying every movie is like one of my favorites. I can confidently say that this Mamma Mia, The Pursuit to Happiness, that depressing uh, movie, yeah, <laughs> all the Harry Potters, I count them as one. Yeah, what six? What's what's Half Blood Prince? Right, Half Blood Prince is my favorite though. Yeah, wait a second. What was before Half Blood Prince? Was that the Phoenix? The Order of Phoenix. All right, yeah, Half of the Princess has to be like the worst one out of all of them. Of course it is. Nora's favorite is always the worst. Oh, wait, that's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would like that one. It's my favorite character, is Snape, and Snape is the Half Blood Prince. Oh, like, yeah, that's naturally, true. Naturally, I frick, like I love the, that movie. But why is it? And of course, I saw the movies before I actually got to read the books but i was like he was such a background force in all of them and until the half blood prince um yeah he and i do agree with that i mean i mean his character was picking up a little bit in like the order of phoenix and even like goblet of fire a little bit when you starting to see like a little bit of flashbacks of like his parents or whatnot but i feel like every movie he started to like every movie, he like slightly got a little bit more. Like more, mm-hmm, yeah. you saw a little bit more about him, and I think that, and I think that the reason why a lot of people <laughs> liked Snape because like a lot of people do like Snape is the mystery aspect of him. He was very mysterious. He never really opened up. You never really knew. Oh about my his, god! History. 
Uh, but Stop I do have to it. say that the I do have to say that the books obviously did a better job because of like it's more descriptive and like the thousands of pages you can write about. But I guess, I guess but, like, in the books, in the books, um, it explains more, which is something that I really miss. Like I really wish that this was in the movie. Um, his connection with, um, like his time as being like uh, a Death Eater. It talks more about it in the books. I just wish that we got to see a little bit more of that in the movie. So for people who don't because know... It made it, because it really made it seem in the movies that, um, like, he w- was a Death Eater, but wasn't a Death Eater. Like, it never really showed his Death Eater, like, tattoo, right? right. But in the Goblet of Fire, when the Wait, other... what? So That's Snape another was... plot hole. That's another plot hole. Wow. He, he had a Death showed... Eater tattoo? I believe so. In That's the a major Order... plot hole. Yeah. In that's the a... Order... in the in the in the Goblet of Fire, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody that's listening to this, because like I've I've only really read the books like once, but because I'm just not a reader, let me just put that out there. But I love Harry Potter. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um in the Goblet of Fire when that other school comes, um and the 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 guy that that he was a death eater remember how there's a Mm -hmm. scene of them in the closet being all hush hush and like he pulled up his sleeve and said look like he's coming back like he like that guy showed his tattoo like his death eater tattoo i don't remember that in the movie yes that happens in the movie but if oh yeah yeah yeah. it was on his leg no it's on his arm if my memory (laughs) is correct snape showed his that day in that scene too which in my when i read that part i legit gasped because i'm like oh snape does have a death eater tattoo because it never showed it in the movie that he ever had a death eater tattoo but he was a death eater he got he got uh like all of his crimes were thing because he was a double agent for uh, Dumbledore like you know that mm-hmm. scene when they showed that oh he was like exempt from it and then he was playing the double agent and whatnot but it never actually showed his Death Eater tattoo so like and they never talked about his time as a Death Eater so it was something I just wish that was more of that's a major plot hole to me well, I don't understand how Dumbledore okay. hires these people to teach children if they don't do background checks on them hmm you know what I mean? Um, Would you let someone teach your child if they had like a Nazi tattoo on their chest? <laughs> I believe when Snape, when Snape got it, like the teaching job was when he started being the double agent. So Dumbledore would have had to know that. Snape, but Snape has been there. Snape, but Snape has been a teacher there since, because. Well, hold on. Okay, let's let's see if you if you really know like your timeline stuff. When did he start teaching at Hogwarts? How many years That's, was it after he graduated? That I don't know, but I'm I'm I'm. If my he had to be in his thirties. He was he was one of the youngest uh, professors to ever start like working at Hogwarts. Oh, okay. That was that was that was known in the book. Like it did say that a few times that Snape did start out being a professor very young. That's stupid. And Why would you hire someone so young? I don't know, but I also think that we're getting very, very off topic. I feel like Harry Potter is amazing, <laughs> but it makes it the Dumbledore just makes it really dumb with his actions. He's Listen, such I, so he's so stupid. That's my nickname for him, Dumbledoofus. I 
I love doing these podcast movie reviews with you because one I get to watch a movie two we get to talk about movies we get to talk about life like we get to talk about everything it, it I do love them and your like standards Harry Potter, my standards <laughs> my love life like everything we talk about everything under the moon and the sun and I'm putting it out in on the internet but there's one thing that I will not do and I will not watch Harry Potter with you because Harry Potter is why not because I do not want you to ruin it for me I love Harry Potter I know you do, and and that's and but I just I I don't know I I am not ready to watch Harry Potter with you because I have a Harry Potter tattoo I have a Harry Potter collection. Growing. Why would you I love get a Harry, Harry Potter. Potter tattoo? I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I watch Harry Potter probably religiously every like three weeks or at least once a month. Like confidently, I watch all the movies back to back in like three days, four days, and like I do it every four weeks. So for like you, I just I for, really, for you people really who don't, don't know. Inside and tell me if I'm wrong about this, Nora. You have in your room this Harry Potter um, item, right? I have many Harry Potter items. Right, the blow up doll. Speak speak on that a little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, tell us what character it is because they're not gonna believe it. You know what? Whatever character Carlin you want it to be, it will be that character. Yeah. It's uh, what's that groundskeeper's name? Filch. <laughs> um, you nasty. Yeah. No, I, I love doing these, and like maybe, maybe if we wanted to, like maybe one day, like I'll watch the first one with you and to see how it goes, but maybe not for a podcast or anything. I, will, if, if anything, I really want to watch Goblet of Fire with you. There's another thing. I can't watch the Harry Potter movies out of order. So if you want to watch Goblet of Fire when oh I watch my God. My... Well, how about how about you watch them? You start watching them, and then when and then you when get I to get the to fourth it, yeah. one, you let me know. I'll, yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. I will let you know when I get to the fourth one. Maybe we watch it. Goblet of Fire has to be my least favorite one. So if that you want to no like, shit on that one, sure. The movie doesn't make sense, or the fact that I don't like it doesn't make sense. Goblet of Fire is the bad... best one. Oh, okay, because I was going to say we're off to a bad start already. <laughs> no, the Goblet of Fire is the best one because there's so much stuff happening that they don't even tell. And I'm not saying that the stuff that's like only in the books that the movie didn't show. No, there's more shit happening like that. Like even I'm... like, you know how much sex had to been going on during the, the, during the ball? Uh, of course, that's where your mind went. I would have to say though that the storyline that, like like obviously Voldemort comes back from the dead in that movie I would say that that's where the the rest of the story basically starts like I would say that the Harry Potter series starts from Goblet of Fire like it's very <clears throat> crucial that you see every single one after that in order Not it technically prisoner... starts with those horrible prequels <laughs> don't even get me started on Fantastic Beasts like absolutely not oh maybe that's what not. Technically, yeah. that's where we can start because I have no desire to see the latest one that just came out. Please do not put me through torture again. Was there any gay scene or let me not not gay scenes? Excuse me, excuse my language. Mm -hmm. But any gay sex scenes that happens with Dumbo, Dumbo Doofus and his boyfriend Gritty Rolled, mm -hmm. however you pronounce his name, Grindelwald. No. Um, I would have to say though that each Fantastic Beast movie gets a little bit better than the previous one. Um, but they are. This is coming from me, a person that loves movies, that loves the Harry Potter world. But those movies are just not it. The movies are not it. The story isn't it. It just doesn't make sense. When like I've seen J.K. Rowling writes those herself. 
I don't know what she what drugs she's taking while she does that make you think that maybe she had like a ghostwriter when she wrote the original stuff no (laughs) would you be upset if she never wrote those movies or or wrote those books like if it ever like came out that like she was like on her deathbed and admitted to never writing them yeah she plagiarized them I wouldn't have cared because I don't really care for like her I, I mean i'm thankful of her that we have it but i mean like okay so you can separate the content i can but how far though like, like that's like <laughs> that, that's like saying like but that's like saying like oh like are you gonna base a movie on like the director are you just gonna watch it because of like the story too sometimes sometimes an actor or a creator director writer whatever sometimes they can do things that are so heinous that some it's almost it's very very tough to separate the work um like and that even goes for people who are typecast no i get what you mean but like i like i like anybody else could have written Harry Potter and it turned out just like this, I I would have still loved it. Well, for example, who's your favorite character on Harry Potter? Snape. What if what if some and you know this could possibly happen? What if the news put out an like an article or video news outlet saying that Alan Rickman, the actor, we just found out that he was racist towards middle eastern and he said he did he wanted he wanted everyone else to read the books and enjoy the books but your people i would separate the actor from the character i like the character snape then the but he actor. is snape <laughs> he is. don't get me wrong and no one else will be able to play snape i fully understand that and there are some characters that that the actor is them i i i agree with that but snape's not the racist Alan Rickman is. You'd have to be able to separate the the two. I don't know if Emma Watson. Because there's been so many things about <laughs> J.K. Rowling and like you know the LGBT community, how she's made comments, this and that. Honestly, I don't read into those. I ignore them because I don't really care. I don't care who wrote Harry Potter. The fact that it just exists, I care. She could come out really? and say that she never wrote them. I'd be like, okay. I, I don't love her. I love Harry Potter. I And I have no evidence to this. I feel that she wrote Harry Potter, and it was a lot different than what people perceived it to be. What do you mean? I like, for an this example. This is the original copy? This like, wasn't the... Well, I'm well. Whenever, whenever they hand it off to an editor, yes, that all that stuff changes a lot too. But I'm saying, like, for an example, if she wrote Hermione to be this big curly hair chick with buck teeth, right? Because she she had buck teeth in the, in the books, right? Oh, that I don't remember. Okay, well, I feel that. Well, maybe maybe I'm going nowhere with it, but I feel like from how maybe she describes certain characters, mm-hmm. that they were definitely all different kinds of race. 
racist. Like, like Hermione could like easily not. When I first read Hermione or pictured her, I wasn't thinking she was a white girl at all. So here's my thing, is and this is one of the reasons why I don't um, read. Um, I have a really hard time of actually imagining the description as I'm reading it. Like for some reason, I I can't imagine. Like as I'm reading, oh, the the girl had long black hair, blue eyes. This is like the image of that as I'm reading just doesn't come to my mind, which is why reading becomes so discouraging for me because if I can't imagine the fantasy world that I'm reading, like a lot of people can, that's why a lot of people love to read and get lost in those stories and in that world. I can't so, do that. So I just, I'm just basically just reading words on a paper and they don't mean anything to me. Right. So, so, so what you're what saying so is, so what I'm saying is that I watched the movies and then read the book so that I have references for characters whenever I, whenever they're being descriptive or they're talking, I can actually picture them because I have already seen what Hermione looks like. I've already seen what Harry looks like, Ron and et cetera. How old are so, you now? almost 29 so you're saying at 35 years old mm-hmm. you cannot read something unless there are cute pictures to it mm-hmm. or i've seen the movie before i but i suggest that people watch the movie any movie first and then read the book because i feel like it's so much better you when you read the opposite. book because you're getting so much more information about everything that you love but everybody says to do it opposite. Everyone says to read. You'd never do it opposite because you're never going to be satisfied with the movie. Exactly, which is something that I never do. It's, it was the best. I agree with you. I agree with you. It you was should... the yeah. Well, it was the best experience ever when I watch all of the uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo books, like mm-hmm. all th- four of them, mm-hmm. and then I went back and started reading the books. It was like amazing. I, I feel like it should be that way, too, because as you said, if you read the book and then watch the movie, you're never going to be satisfied with the movie based on the fact that they're going to be missing a lot of details, a lot of scenes that you think that are important. Because everybody reading a book might think specific scenes are more important to the story or the character or the development of the, the story than other people, because it's just what you your perspective of it. Right. So someone could read a book and think ABC are important and A, a is only in the movie. They're going to be disappointed or in all different kind of combinations. I agree with you. You should watch the movie, then read the book. And then you'd be like, oh my God, like this also happened. That explains this. Oh, that was this. It it just, you have a better understanding of everything. I I agree with you. And also for the fact that I can't imagine things as I'm reading, it makes it a lot easier to have already seen the movie. So I can already kind of put a face to a character's name and just kind of see that. Then I can do it. For some reason, but, my subconscious can't just make up shit like that. Like, I have to, I already have to have seen a face to a name, and then I could be able to see the rest. Okay, I want you to be honest right now. Mm. So, Draco, so I want you to think of Harry Potter characters, okay? Okay. I want you to think, I want you to pretend your best mm. that you have never seen the movies before, and you just only have the hard. books. You only okay. have the books for reference. Okay. okay. Draco Malfoy, what race is he? He was white. Did it say he was white in the books? No, like I would have imagined him white. Okay, Harry Potter, what race is he? I would have gone with white. Hermione? 
<laughs> I feel like you're about to say just white for all of them. <laughs> I, okay, but you know what? You have to read the description to me. D- the like description? I, like, are you just saying, like, based on, like, character, like, aspects? How I would, like, not physical things? That <clears throat> okay, I know, here's a Harry of... Potter character. I want you to tell me what race they are based on your description. Okay. Medium built. Short okay. hair. Red hair. If very red awkward hair, looking. If you have red hair, you're white. That's not true. That is true. That's not true. Show me a black red headed person. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why do they have to be black? You see where I'm getting at, Nora? <laughs> I was about to send you I was legit about to send you a picture of someone who has red hair and they are not white. I honestly think that you should because red hair are i'm like 99 i'm sending it to you right now and it has to be natural red hair not like rihanna when she went red it doesn't matter it's red hair it doesn't matter if it's natural (laughs) carlin carlin literally does not matter that hair is dyed i'm no i'm not accepting it doesn't matter it doesn't matter carlin we're getting so sidetracked no 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 okay 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 so uh here how about this when you when you okay i guess because you, you watched the movies first and then read the books later. I watched the movies probably a thousand times each before I read the the books. I okay, okay read okay. the books like two years ago. Easy. But for the actors who played mm-hmm. the characters that you see from the books, clearly they are over-exaggerated from how they look. Clearly. And their hair. Mm, no, Malfoy is described as having white hair. The Weasleys are described okay, as having okay. red Malfoy hair. Okay, okay. Malfoy and the Weasleys is fine. But I'm talking about maybe like Hermione or even Luna Lovegood. Like she, her hair is like almost at the point where it's like platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. She could have been a Malfoy easily with that hair. She could have been Asian. She could have been Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hermione? She could have been a guy. Uh-huh. Right? Hmm? Uh-huh. We don't know. We don't know. Hermione could have been a hermaphrodite. We don't know. I'm serious. Would you Would you ever date a hermaphrodite? I'm not answering that on a podcast. <laughs> we, okay. You just gave your answer without... <laughs> Giving your answer. Plea the fifth. Did you did you ever watch that TV show Freaks and Geeks? No. Well, it's a it's a, it's a great TV show, but one of the last two episodes on that show, they they a story arc for a character was that they met a girl that they were really interested in. She was awesome. He likes everything about her, and then she opens up to him and said that she was she's a hermaphrodite. Or was, because you know when you're born a hermaphrodite, obviously, when that happens, they let the parent choose one or the other what you're going to be. Correct. So, which I think after that, it's oh. it's it's gone. Right. So it shouldn't <laughs> be a problem. Honestly, if I was born a hermaphrodite and my parents chose for me to be a girl, that's something that I would never. I'd never t- tell anyone. That's, that's like, why does anyone have to know? 
I want to know. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. I want to know. Are you really Nor or are you Nork? <laughs> just just so you know, Nor is a unisex name. A guy could be named Nor. <gasps> I think this is a conversation you need to have with your parents. <laughs> that gasp. That was <laughs> I think this is a conversation you need to have with your parents. Why did they name you that then? Mm. Did you did you ever ask them why your name is Nor? Um, I had so my parents didn't want to know the sex until like me and my sister were born, so they had name options. Um, there was a few options for girls, and then, um, I believe they ended up going with. Okay, so let me explain. Please explain, because I'm confused. Okay, so nor, nor could be used for uh, male or female, and each, um, let's say, country in the Middle East spells it a little bit differently. So, like in, so my name is spelled N O O R, but in Egypt or in um, other Middle Eastern countries, they could spell it N O U R. Okay, mm-hmm. and in other Middle Eastern countries, Nora is the girl version of Noor, which is the, let's say, the male name. Um, mostly, you'll see guys named Noor if it's in, like, Saudi Arabia um, or, like, from Yemen, Syria, like, more of those types of Middle Eastern countries as opposed to, like, Persians, Afghans, Iraqis, or Egyptians. Uh, I've never met a guy named Nor from those regions. I, it just really depends on region or India. India Nor is a is a girl's name. It and my name actually means the same thing in all like Middle Eastern um, countries, like in all Arabic speaking and hmm. India and Pakistan. Nor means the same thing. On like other Middle Eastern names, could mean something different in different countries because my name is actually Arabic, not Persian. And because Arabic and Persian have very similar alphabet, um, mm-hmm. Persians just adapted the name as well. But it's not a Persian name. It is an Arabic name. Mm-hmm. That's the history behind my name. And okay. Half my audience just fell asleep. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Honestly, I, think, I think half <laughs> these people fell asleep like when we just never talked about the movie. No, I was and honestly, I, I thought our Harry Potter talk was so good. I was thinking about just putting that just on the, the channel alone. I mean, if you want to, and we could definitely do more on Harry Potter because like, um, it's fine. I mean, you could ruin my favorite movie. It's fine. Why would I ruin it? I love Harry Potter. I know you do, but, you, but I don't know. You see these things that makes me like second guess like my love for movies. And then I'm like, oh, shit, maybe like, well, I you know what it was yesterday? I was like on, on an all, I guess you want to call it a debate, but someone who's a fan of my channel, I was mm. the movie is Demolition Man. And right. they were when I posted that podcast, they're talking to me about it. And they're like, oh, I think you're looking at the movie like way too much to to say all these things about it. Sometimes it's good to like, you know, turn off your brain and just watch it. And I was thinking like, why would anyone turn their brain off for something to enjoy it? That's that's like not enjoying it. (laughs) I don't know what to say to that, but I do agree with the guy. Like sometimes 
sometimes I think you should just watch it to enjoy it. Okay. I, I can't. But even with that movie, and the same goes with Harry Potter and any other movie I watch, I can't ignore yeah. anything about uh, any conflicts or events or historical meanings that have affected me personally throughout my life that that I see glimpses of or it is the concept of the movie. I can't ignore that or turn that off. Well, it's a good thing that I can because even after everything that you've said, my opinion on miscongeniality has not changed. Like I will still watch it a thousand more times. I didn't even go in on this movie. <laughs> I know, and I'm I'm grateful. I wish I could. <laughs> maybe, I wish I would have. Maybe, maybe like I could leave the podcast. Like I'll like sign off, and then you could like record your actual snippet the end, so I don't have to hear it. But for Harry Potter, um, I can't. Uh, I'll be able to like turn on and off like my brain to specific things now don't get me wrong like there are things in the harry potter movies like the acting in the first movies not the greatest they're like they're kids i don't know what they expect no no kid actors really good honestly exactly some that are just legendary right there like there are some things that obviously like like i'm not delusional maybe to some things but i'm not delusional like you know the the movies just do obviously get better and better after every single one. The acting, the the everything, the special effects, the visuals, like everything just gets better and better. There are plot holes in the the Harry Potter movies, like the fact that if Harry's a a Horcrux, how come when he got the bit by the ba- the basilisk, the Horcrux didn't die? Like that's a huge. He's a Horcrux. Carlin, don't get the. Don't start with me. I'm fucking serious. What? Ma- how do you make someone a Horcrux? Have you seen the movies? Yes. I would say that the 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 last two that are like the part one and part two, I've only seen those once, and that was in theaters. I didn't really care for those movies. Okay, so they shouldn't have made that a two parter. After reading the books, I think it should have been three parts, but um, because there's a lot missed. The way that they made the Deathly Hallows part, like from the Half Blood print, which is yeah, then it's the Deathly Hallows. Um, they made it seem that Voldemort left Harry high and dry to find like these Horcruxes in the movies. Like they had no idea where to start, no idea where to look. But that is not it. Now I'm not saying Dumbledore was a hero because there are there I, He's I a do fucking agree. Idiot. There are there are aspects that I believe that he was a villain as well. But, Thank um, you. Dumbledore is the villain. One of the villains. But in the in the Half-Blood Prince, when they are when they're like looking through those memories, mm-hmm. th- like in the book, they're basically Dumbledore has all these memories that show um, Tom Riddle at the time being interested in the locket, the cup like all of these artifacts because of like he liked having these collectible things he liked having these like antique pieces these valuable things from the head um houses of the houses and it literally tells you in the half-blood prince what the horcruxes are so that when he starts looking for them in the deathly hallows he has a guide of how to go and that is completely missed in the movies because in the movies it makes it seem the Dumbledore just left them high and dry nowhere to look nowhere Listen, to that start. doesn't matter that doesn't matter. I believe that people have been reading the books wrong. Would you would you honestly would I be wrong to say that Harry Potter 
is due to a, a perspective of of Harry Potter. Are you asking me if the books are in the perspective of Harry? Yes. Yes, they are. So that makes it bias. Right? Because I truly believe that Dumbledore... No, excuse me, not Dumbledore. Dumbledoofus. I believe that Voldemort is the actual protagonist. And Harry is an antagonist of the entire story. I 100% believe that. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, but, but why wouldn't you look at it like that? Uh, okay, you tell me. Why is Voldemort considered evil? Because he wants to reap um, the wizarding <laughs> world of. Sorry, I got a text message of like non pure bloods. Just pause for a second. I need to respond to this text message. No, you go ahead. Because I'm I'm going to tell everyone who's listening to this podcast that Voldemort and it's turned into like a Harry Potter podcast out of nowhere. But Voldemort is the protagonist of the books or not let's not say of the books but of the overall story of harry potter he is the protagonist you can easily see someone as the villain or the hero just based on someone's perspective easy no matter what it is so it it honestly doesn't it it doesn't matter like well i mean I could see why you would say that because, I mean, if Voldemort didn't go and kill Harry's parents and give him the mark, we would have, like, the story wouldn't have existed. It would have been because of Voldemort. So I could see how you... No, it's not even that. It can, it can go back even further than that. Like, for example, you're saying that Voldemort is considered a villain because he wanted to rid the world of muggles? No, half-breeds. Half-breeds. Okay. Why? But why? Why is that his, why is that his train of thought? Because he thinks that the Wizarding World should be of pure bloods only. But you understand he feels that way because of how the world is being run right now. But the way the Minister of Magic was running it, it was going to run it straight thing. to the dirt. But here's the thing. He's not pure blood himself. He exactly. Comes from a mug, he comes from a muggle father. Mafa. Exactly. It's yeah. it's very similar to it's Adolf Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. Oh! It's very It's very similar. Yeah, it's basically Hitler. Hitler wanted to get rid of the Jews, but he was Jewish himself. Right. But again, it's still the perspective. And I'm not telling people, like, oh, a different perspective of Hitler. No, Hitler definitely had his problems and is a horrible human being. But we're not getting into a history lesson now. We've gone from miscongeniality to Harry Potter. We've been talking about Harry Potter for 30 minutes. We're not getting into a um, a World War II discussion. Yeah, no. But, and I got to go to the bathroom, like, 10 minutes ago. So... Let's wrap this up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give my final thoughts of Miss Congeniality. Uh, you gave it a 10 out of 10. I gave it like a 4 out of 10. There's a lot of hormones in this movie. A lot of subliminal message of women should just be women. Men should just be men. Nor, I know that you said that that's just the time that this movie mm -hmm. took place and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, but that's not really any... You, you can't really give it a, a slide for that or anything. All movies are should be based on when they were made and how they still last or still, you know, last up for today. So if I'm if I'm like 
raising my kids and my kids look up this movie and say, hey, should I watch this movie? I was like, you can watch it, but let me tell you exactly what this movie is telling its viewers subliminal, subliminally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the main protagonist, whatever her name is, I don't even remember her name. Uh, she was really bad, like very unlikable. Um, she just took me as someone who's a cat lady. Like a someone who who you really don't want to be around. And same goes for the rest of the supporting characters. Really, 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 really boring. Um, uh, what else can I say about the movie? The movie doesn't really have a soundtrack besides Abba. But and besides that. Oh, yeah. One song, maybe. But <laughs> I feel like you can kind of get away with that because Abba is such an, an amazing band. But yeah, there's just not. I don't. And again, here, and my last point is. I wanted to watch this, or not wanted to watch this, really didn't want to watch this, but I was very interested to see how Sandra Bullitt was going to play this character and to see why this movie is a classic. I think this movie is subjected to being a classic just because it was during a certain era of movies. You, If you were to... I could agree with that. If this movie was never made if and I it was released with Sandra Bullock... Today, no one would care about it. If I saw this movie outside of its time, like I was watching it for the first time, let's say today, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be calling it a classic. It's like the same thing for The Notebook and like Titanic and Mean Girls for me. I watched it out of its time, so I don't think that they're classics. I don't think that The love, that the Notebook is the, the greatest love story movie out there that people think that it is. You would I, think that I, about Mean Girls if you would just rewatch it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you know what? Maybe for the next podcast or something, we could watch it together because I really don't get the hype on Mean Girls. You know how well, like, first like the, you don't get the hype on this movie. I don't get the hype on Mean Girls. We all have that one movie where we just don't get it, but there's a lot more movies you don't get than I do. First off, Lindsay <laughs> Lohan was the baddest actress when that movie came mm-hmm. out. She was the sexiest, the baddest, all that. But anyway, yeah, that I guess that's my my judgments on Miss Congeniality. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very forgetful movie. Very forgetful, forgetful uh, performances all across the board, especially from um, Sandra Bullock. And I cannot wait to watch another movie of hers for the next podcast. You should watch... Uh... The I'm going to watch the comedy. The Lost City. <laughs> yeah, The Lost City. I'm going to watch that one. Not looking forward to it, but that's the podcast. But all right. Uh, thank you again, Noir, for being a part of this and for another interesting conversation of Sandra Bullock, Harry Potter, and briefly about Hitler. <laughs> and my high standards. Oh, yeah, that's about all. that. Yeah, maybe the thumbnail for this podcast would just be a, a picture of you with your social media handle (laughs) go for it let's see what happens yeah let's see what happens literally you lose followers oh god uh that would be funny but yeah thank you uh, again for being a part of it you're very welcome and starfighters thank you for listening and i will see you on the next one but until then victory or death starfighters